wake up and get out of bed Don't delay your sleepy head Grab a seat on the couch Listen to what we're talking about In a Saturday morning pajamas Hello and welcome for yourself a bowl of cereal Grab a spot on the couch and join us in our Saturday morning pajamas I'm your host Jax and today we're here with a special treat. I have a profound musical guest here in the studio. Hey! How's it going, guys? It's hey. JordanWars.net. I mean Jordan. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I have to get it to him because uh, I have to say. <laughs> this is my brother, Jordan. He is a musician, and he is the writer of our great theme song. And he's been doing some stuff around the valley. And Thank he you. happened to be here today yeah. doing recording on my equipment. Uh, Thank so, you very much. Yes, that's by the way. <laughs> so he's gonna sit in while I record the podcast. We're gonna talk to him in a little bit. Uh, first, though, I want to meet up with Jackson AJ from the past as they discussed Kubo and the two strings. So let's take it away, people from the past. All right, all right. So this has been a long time coming. Jack's here with AJ. Hello. And a few weeks ago, we went to see Kubo and the two strings. Why? So, oh, go ahead. Why didn't we talk about it sooner? Not a damn clue. Um, but we're here today to talk about it, so... I, I think I know exactly why we didn't talk talk about it sooner. It's some sort of gigantic conspiracy to keep this movie down. I know. This, this movie's so good. Spoiler, by the way. It's good. It, it is a fantastic movie. This movie has not gotten enough credit for what it is. One of the best family animated films in the past ten, probably ten years. And, and don't let the term family uh, turn you off. No, no, this is a great movie for everyone. Yeah, this is not a children's movie. This is a family movie. This movie everyone can enjoy. Well, I'm going to step back. I'm saying when you have a uh, maybe seven or eight years old is about where the age starts. Just because the movie does have a really good story to it to, that you need to follow along. And younger kids, there's not all the pop culture references that Shrek has. There's not the cute, oh my god, look, it's Dory, or your favorite thing from Disney after, you know, from Disney preschool, whatever, to keep little kids entertained. Yeah. And it, how long was it? Was it? It was probably about a good hour and 45 minutes long uh, or so. So that's a little bit beyond the attention span of a lot of younger kids. The normal one where it's usually about an hour and a half, hour and 20 minutes, just to yeah. keep them satiated for a moment so the parents can, you know, get a breather. Yes. So... So around seven or eight years old, I'd say, unless your kid is very good at being still and just, you know, so you know, that means not whining, not jiggling his seat, not asking questions at once. I'm sorry, I'm just coming back to me now. All the noise we heard from little kids in our theater, because we were, this is a packed theater full of babies for some reason. Yeah, we have, on my right hand side, I had a mother with her toddler in her arms the whole movie, having her sitting on her lap and go, you know, watch the movie. And the kid was just... The kid Not was, interested. No, the, the kid wanted to explore their voice. They wanted to babble on. They, they weren't focused. No. So, you know, seven or eight years old, good from there on up. You know, until you get to the age where... Pretty much the age that... You, it's best to take them to the movie the age that you can take a kid to a movie. A kid where they can sit down for two hours and focus on a movie. And I'm, I'm not trying to be on there. I'm saying basically it's a good movie to you know for all ages. Because I think, okay... Eight-year-olds are going to enjoy this. Mm-hmm. Okay, what about tweens? Oh, yes, definitely, because it's a great art style. Um, this is by the people, uh, Leica. Leica, 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 however you want to pronounce it. 
They're the same ones who did Coraline, Box Trolls. Paranorman. Yeah, that same animation house. Yeah, so you know, tweens are going to love it because it has a really great art style. Uh, and you're going to get teenagers who love it. You're going to get 20-somethings. And you're definitely um, getting adults like us who definitely loved it because it has just a beautiful art style and fantastic story. Yes. So, where do we get? I'm going to actually start here with talking about the art style. It was a mix of stop motion... And practical effects and CGI. Well, stop motion in, in itself is practical effects, but true. Yeah. But, but I mean, just there was during if you stay through the credits, no end credit scene by the way. Uh, but if you stay through the credits, they actually show a little bit of behind the scenes things. And there's this one really intense scene in the movie where they have where Kubo, the main character, has to go against something large. And they used the stop motion, and they had to build this, and they—you can kind of see them building it, so it's really cool. They show the actual scale of the model, and oh my god, it's like six, seven feet. It's a little bit more than seven, six, seven feet. That thing's got to be at least a good nine to ten feet. Yeah. Um, I have a friend; she she does artwork. She, I know she, um, she does commissions and stuff. Mm -hmm. She loved it. She got she has to see uh, showing with a lot of adults and such. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't as a... So she got a lot more adults showing for her, but she loved it and was definitely encouraging people to go see it. Not enough people are. Um, so the art style is just really great. The uh, the story itself is really well written. And like I mentioned, it's not all those pop culture references like Shrek. It's not, here's the cute, cute little Disney character you'll recognize from there. Even though you can totally market, you know, some things from Kubo to children, yeah, you it's it's not built on the reputation of the, of that marketing. Yeah, this definitely could have been Disney Happy Meal Toy of the Month kind of marketing because, you know what, these are the, that, we had those kinds of adventure movies like that when we were kids. Maybe not, not the, not as good as this, but, you know, definitely I could have seen a lot of kids going, to, getting toys for this and going, oh, this movie... Yeah, this movie's awesome. Look at my toy. Look at this. Look at my Kubo. Yep. Um, there. So it's definitely something there with the with the story, and it's it has a really compelling story. It's really sweet. It's well written. It it gives. You, there's a define a definite beginning, middle, and end. Mm -hmm. It's it's a story driven movie. So that I think is really engaging because it's different than a lot of other movies lately. Yep. Um, as of late. Um, the characters. Characters, again, really well written. Um, Kubo, great lead. He's that he was just he had an, enough of a personality that you that you rooted for him, but not so much of a personality that you couldn't see yourself in him. Right. And he wasn't. He's not. He wasn't bland enough. He wasn't an everyman. No. He was this character. And he was someone you could relate to. Yeah. Um, and they really gave him multi-dimension. Um, so that was really good. Then there was also, in, in the movie, you also meet his mother. Um, she's a character you feel a little sad for, but you still, she's someone that, you know, you feel very close to. And so that was, um, they did something... She's been through some shit, basically. Yeah. And they... They have something with eyes in this movie. 
if you notice while you're watching it. Yeah. You'll see a lot of people with scars on their eyes. Yeah. And it's kind of signifies that, you know, you've been through something. Yep. And it's like, she's been through stuff. And you know the Disney trope, let's kill all the parents. Well, let's, I don't want to call it Disney, maybe not Disney trope, but it's a joke with Disney. Like, hmm, let's kill all the parents because that's, we can only show orphans in like 90% of our films. Because so, it will immediately get us, you know, sympathy points for the character. It immediately makes you relatable or something or shows growing up or... I wouldn't say relatable, but I'd say sympathy points. Yeah. Makes you feel for the character. Right. And this one, instead of something different, it gives them some trauma in their life. So now you're, you're dealing with someone who's been through things, which I don't see a lot of children's movies doing. They, they're kind of like bad stuff happens, but then two scenes later... We're singing a song and we're happy. Yep. So, the, uh, it kind of makes me think of an oatmeal comic that AJ showed me a little bit er- earlier today about how the illustrator, he's not happy. You know, he does things because he's motivated. He does things... Yeah, because happiness implies that you've reached the epitome. That it's something that's constantly going to be there. But, you know, joy, bliss... Those are temporary things. You may feel them, but that doesn't mean you're happy. And it's a, I'll link it on the blog post at nonoms.net, but basically, it, it's kind of what this movie does. It's, you know, everything doesn't always have to be perfect, but you do what needs to be done, and that makes the good things so much better. Yep. Um, let's see. Other characters. The, the mother has a couple sisters that... I really love the art style on. What would you compare them to? Um, It would be, you know, they're they're a little bit of um, witch-ish, I I guess you would say. Uh, Kind of um, an Eastern Asian... An Eastern Asian kind of style witch with um, one of those, like, flat... uh, Masks. Flat masks. Almost kitsune-looking mask. No, without the, you know, kitsune nose. Uh, and it's and they're all sharp edges to look evil and ah so good uh, yeah and then because of the mask they don't quite look human mm-hmm. um, which there is a part of the movie where something happens and you see them without the mask or without the full mask you see a bit of a, a bit behind the mask so it's a bit humanity to them yep. but what you, emotion you think you're gonna feel at that moment is not the emotion you feel yeah. Um, this is me trying not to spoil the movie, by the way. <laughs> yeah. This movie is a... This movie is a hard one to talk about because it's one of those ones that you want people to go and actually experience it. Uh, uh, it is that damn good. Yes. But you know what, what really irks me? It's when people tell you to go see a movie and all they'll tell you is it's good. And they won't tell you what it's about. It's like... Yeah. Like when the movie... To give an example, when the movie Seven Pounds came out by Will Smith. <laughs> what's it about? None of the trailers were talking... Because the meaning of the name of the movie came, it was in, uh, had to relate to the finale, the climax. So yeah. I ended up asking, like, should I see this? What's it about? So I went to the Wikipedia page and in some, told, in some spoiled the whole movie for myself because I wanted to know just give me a basic premise, just something. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to give you guys a basic premise, but not that bad. We have a kid named Kubo. Something happens to his family and he has to go on an adventure to wherever he has gone on some kind of journey to 
basically he, is. It, this movie is the her, hero's journey. Is yes, what it is. there we go. It is just the basic hero's journey. Um, does it have a lot of good little twists and turns that make it into an interesting version of the hero's journey? Oh, yes. totally. Yes, it does. But does it follow the hero's journey formula? Oh, most definitely. But it does it in such a way that you, you're not sitting there going... It feels fresh. Yeah. It feels a lot more fresh than some of the other ones we've seen. So, really, it's just basically, you know, he has to go on a journey to become the hero. Got, go on a journey with his mentors to become the hero. He faces adversity. He reaches his... He has his... Um, uh, what's the word? Uh, I cannot... It's something... Mo- it's the something moment for the hero. But uh, call to... I think it's his... The call, call to action? It's his call to action. And then you get, the, you know, the end of the movie. Yeah. And it's really... It, it, the end of the movie, the climax, the fight, the last fight, it's really interesting. I, I, I love the studio because they do things that are a little bit different. I mean, mm-hmm. even like, because it's very, because it takes place, um, is it supposed to be take place in Japan? It's, yeah, it's, it, it, look, it looks and feels like it's supposed to be set in a kind of medieval Japan era, maybe like mid-1800s. Oh, okay. Yeah, so maybe a little earlier because you don't get like a lot of you don't have well they do talk about samurai but it, it's kind of a it's it's kind of been passing like it's not a thing anymore yeah it's think of all those movies that take place in America but it's like generic American city because we don't want us possessed by a certain city exactly it's doing that for Asia it's you know trying to t- taking some Asian elements but it's not trying to pinpoint a specific country because it right. wants you to... Because, you know what? It's not important. It more impo- the story's more important. Yep. So, anyway. Final thoughts. Definitely go see this in theaters. Please. If, it, you, if you can find it in theaters, go, go see it. Give it money, please. Yes, we... We need more original stories like this. Yes. That's not exact... It's not perfectly original, but... It's original enough that we're not... It's a fresh take. It's very engaging. Mm-hmm. It's it's something that shows up a lot of creativity. A lot of people put hard work into this. Yep. And I really encourage you to go see it in theaters. If for whatever reason it's not playing near you or you can't see it, definitely go out. Go to Redbox. Rent it. Once um, it comes out. Buy, or, I'd say buy it. Purchase it, please. Yeah, I'd say buy it, but you know, I know some people are going to be like, I want to see it first before I buy it. Yeah. <laughs> so if you don't take, want to take our word for it, rent it when it comes out and buy it. Um, so yeah. So that's all about Kubo. Uh, we're going to take you back to present time, Jax, and continue off the show. Bye. Bye-bye. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Out of Work Sidekicks podcast. We'll have one expert and one idiot, and you and we won't be able to tell which one is which. And we are your hosts. My name is Justin. And my name is Jeremy. We're a weekly podcast that talks comics and sci-fi, movies, TV shows, books, and everything in between. 
including the age-old question, how would Bugs Bunny win in a fight with Marvel's The Vision? Where can you find this wonderful podcast, you might ask? Well, you can find us on facebook.com slash theoutofworksidekicks or by searching The Out of Work Sidekicks. You can also find us on Instagram, The Out of Work Sidekicks, all one word. Or on Twitter, at OOW Sidekicks. Or you can email us at theoutofworksidekicks at gmail.com. So where can you subscribe to this wonderful show, you might ask? Well, you can find us on iTunes, or on the Google Play Store, or wherever else podcasts are found. So if you're into comics and sci-fi, give us a listen. Bye! Jackson, the present here, and wasn't that a great little recap of the movie? Um, I'm going to just reiterate that definitely you should check out Kubo and the Two Strings. It was a great film. Definitely needs some more box office power to show that, you know, great animation film for all ages can succeed. So, you know, go out there, check it out. Hit the theater, get the red box, buy the DVD, Blu-ray, whatever, you know, wherever it's available, when, by the time you listen to this. Check it out. Moving on. AJ and I took a little road trip this weekend because <laughs> we still have car issues that need to be resolved. <sighs> Not a sore spot. But we decided what better than our long car ride to record some little bits and pieces for you, which is why you might have heard some traffic sounds in the middle of Cuba there. Um, but we also talked about what's been going on with YouTube lately. Uh, we're talking about the whole YouTube monetization, uh, making things advertiser-friendly. I'm going to go head into that discussion we had just the other day, and then I will be back. Okay, so here's our little um, what's going on news of the week segment. Um, what so, the fuck, YouTube? Yeah, seriously. So, um, apparently yesterday and so, uh, sometime this morning, a lot of news has been coming out about YouTube. Um, about uh, A lot of it, at first off, starting off with Philip DeFranco and PewDiePie. How YouTube is no is taking away monetization of their videos because they are deemed inappropriate for younger audiences and advertisers. Though it correct me if I'm wrong, don't you need to be 13 to get a YouTube account? You do. And but if it's if it's something that's considered um, inappropriate or controversial, they have the right under their terms of service to take away your monetization. You can still have ad. They can still put ads before your videos, but you won't see any of that actual monetization. Which just shows you how much their reasoning of saying this is inappropriate for advertisers. That logic is because if it was inappropriate for advertisers, then you can't put advertisement on this. Exactly. Um, oh, and then just to clarify, we are recording this on Thursday, September first. Uh, so you're not gonna actually keep me hearing this until Saturday. <laughs> yeah. So when so we say that, today, uh, just uh, know yeah, a that lot more information may come out. YouTube may reverse their decisions, but this is you know our. This is what we know, and we are fully. Just I want to get this disclaimer out there. We we're fully, fully aware that news may change, and we fully are aware, aware that we do not have all the facts, and you know we don't know everything. So this is just from what bit we've heard. What our thoughts are about it since yeah you we've, know, we've been a little busy today we haven't had a lot of time to surf the net and actually get all the information in fact the most information i got what today was reading up on on the dea making as some sort of opioid replacement into a class one drug because you know i'm a pharmacy tech i have to know these things yes it for science um yeah, yeah. <laughs> but so yeah they from what I understand, the basically if you are doing cursing or if you're if you're not using language or there's violence or 
basically if you if you do something that an MPAA member might find some might find above G rated uh, material, you can lose your monetization, you can lose your contract with YouTube, you can see all this type of badness come for you. And if you are a YouTuber who makes a significant part of your in part of your income off YouTube, or hell, if you're just someone who does YouTube for fun, yeah, and you, you know you want to keep doing that, this is a big blow because. I remember, I go in old school, I remember back in the day when YouTube was sharing viral videos. It was less about content creators and more about, hey, this is a really funny video that I saw. Because um, I can, you know, and... But back in that era of YouTube was also right around when Viacom got on their ass. Because there were a lot of people who were just uploading full-on seasons and episodes as programs. Yeah. Which is what brought about the whole, um, uh, what's it called? Uh, it's essentially their flagging system. Oh, the strikes. Yeah. Which, that's a whole other topic. Uh, I'm going to have some links at the blog post at nonoms.net to um, Doug Walker, Nostalgia Critics, Where's the Fair Use um, shenanigans. Not shenanigans. Um, which we'll go down there because he did some great videos on these. Yeah. Um, and I love, I've been watching Nostalgia Critic for years, so I'm happy to send him some things my way. Or some, some viewers. Uh, most of his stuff is lighthearted, but... It's very informative. And not like we're going to add a lot to his viewership, but, you know, hey, guy, guy is good. Guy need, guy can, should get all the press, yeah. press so that he gets. I've watched him since he was on Blip, and they moved from Blip to YouTube, and I don't know what, I think Blip shut down? Uh, yeah, I think Blip actually did shut down. Um, I, which is kind of sad, considering that with all this going on, I think we might need a new alternate place for video aggregation. Yeah. Um, it's just disheartening to me because I remember back in the day in the early 2000s when you won't watch stupid videos, uh, you would go to break.com. There was a website called bigboys.com. There's also Ebombs World. Ebombs World. There was uh, Punch Baby. Remember Punch Baby because last day of school, my sophomore year, our teacher let us play on his laptop and we're playing videos on there because totally watching someone get hit by a train was high school material. Oh, totally. Seriously, no. To be to be fair, one of the last on the last day of school in one of my years, we brought a tape from home with a whole bunch of episodes of Whose Line Is It Anyway recording. We watched that in my world history class. So that's still more than watching someone die. <laughs> uh, yeah, true, but you know, teachers watching the Robin Williams episode of Whose Line. Well, yeah, <laughs> there's yeah. a reason that was aired at nine o'clock. Yeah, um, but point being, it was it was interesting to go to all these different sites, but you didn't really. You didn't get, there wasn't a sense of community that YouTube has. Um, there wasn't a great way to organize your videos. Like, it's one-stop shopping for us. Like, we want to watch stuff. We can stream it to our TV. We can watch on our tablets or our phones at night. Yep. It's it's a great... YouTube is a great service, but the Th this more and more they get in pocket with the cable companies and the movie companies... Yep. Because... And whoever's been taking over their monetary duties has been just trying to money grub, money grub, money grub. And it's really getting to that point where we don't want to support that anymore. No. I mean, I, I, we had YouTube Red for a... We had a, tri a trial thing for uh, three, three months. months. And basically what you got was Google Play Music. Yep. Uh, without the ads. And you could listen to any song. Like, you didn't have to... You could have unlimited skips and such. Yeah. And then YouTube Red was a bonus. I am upset because I never watched anything on YouTube Red I, uh, the whole time. I, I just watched, enjoyed ad-free, and I wanted to watch Laser Team, but I didn't get a chance. Yeah, and I watched one thing on YouTube, and that was Laser Team. 
And so it was, you know, and now with all this, it's like, because I was thinking the other day, I'm really getting annoyed at these ads because they're, I swear they're becoming more and more annoying. Yeah, and kind of sitting there going, well, maybe if we can afford it just, just to pay for the YouTube so we don't have to deal with this anymore. But now I'm like, mm, yeah. yeah, I don't want to give them my money now because this, what they're pulling is, I mean, it's within their rights because they're the company. They're, you know, they are the head, the, the business, but it doesn't make me want to use them anymore. They're screwing over a lot of creators who put their hard work into it, and they're kind of going the route almost of Netflix in that they're trying to become more like a traditional TV station. Yeah. Um, for example, why refer to Netflix, I'm talking about less movies that other people made and more original content. Yeah. And Netflix makes great content. I mean, there's Daredevil, Jessica Jones, there's that movie Chef I really liked, Orange is the New Black. And they're doing, um... Uh, uh, there's well, Luke Cage. Luke Cage, thank you. Luke Cage is coming up, and they're, they're doing a lot of great stuff, but it's like, okay, I, I still want to see other stuff, too. And I'd love to see, I because I miss the days when you had time movies, and, yep. you know, hopefully they get back to that, and they get some licenses, and they all work together, because you know what? If I like the movie enough, I will buy it, but if you don't let me watch it first, I'm I'm not going to buy it. I'm just going to let it sit there on the shelf and go, eh. I want to buy that, but I don't know how it really is, so bye-bye. Or if you just overprice it, <clears throat> Ant-Man, that's still like, what, 25 29 bucks? Fucking, I love Ant-Man, but god damn it, they need, that needs to go on sale somewhere. Yeah, we we have said there's a $20 limit unless it's like... Uh, unless it's something that we must see, and, this, and just the basic, and by the way, when I say this, it's because I want to buy the Blu-ray of it, I don't want to buy the DVD... But all, everywhere we look, Blu-ray of Ant-Man is $24.99 minimum. And we set ourselves a twenty-dollar limit just because, you know, that's affordable for us. We we can't go. We around. watch a lot of movies. We have we we collect the DVDs and Blu-rays and such. Uh -huh. I mean, it pained me. There was I think a Goofy movie I finally purchased on DVD because they won't release the damn Blu-ray. Yep. I'm uh, sorry. I need my power line. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's at price point. So like, you know. You have to give away to people to watch things. Redbox doesn't always have everything. And God forbid you want to rent a movie from Redbox that's rated more for children uh, for children or something. Like, for example, I remember I would rented a video game for my Wii. Okay, that right there tells you we're going to have trouble because the disc was scratched to hell so it kept screwing up at one part of the game. Yep. And it's, I'm sorry, people don't respect things. And so it's like you can't do, trust everything from there. Yep. So then YouTube comes along, and now they're releasing YouTube Red, and they're promoting all these shows, and I swear it almost feels like they're trying to alienate the creators, so they'll or get rid of the creators. So then, if you're still on YouTube, you're so used to it, you'll watch their original content only, and then they get to keep that money. Yep. You don't have to give it to other people, and it's it just doesn't sit well with me. I'm, I thought we had a good thing going, but you had to get greedy, and. Just think of that incident from a few was a few months ago with the Fine Brothers. Yep. Um, where they want to copyright react and like have you pay them for everything. They reneged on that really quickly. Oh yeah. I unsubscribed and I get kind of annoyed when I'm re looking at that, the what's trending and it's a reaction video. I'm like, oh that's oh it's Fine Brothers. Nope. Uh, out of principle, we're not gonna do that. I haven't watched a single Fine Brothers video ever since that. And I really enjoyed the show too. So Me too. It's you know. And it's for everyone, it's a little bit different. Um, there's certain uh, retail establishments I don't want to shop at because of uh, their politics or different things, which I'm not going to get into because that's not the place right yeah, here. Yeah, and this is not 
this isn't what we're talking but it's everyone has their own limit like if you still want to support YouTube you still want to do all this other stuff that's you this is just our thoughts and our yep. opinions um, but yeah so basically we're screwing over our, we're going to change our terms of service so the, you, you are more like a general TV thing a station and it just gets me because you have to be over 13. And I recall, like, when there's certain, seen before certain videos where it was like, you need to sign in and then you need to confirm that you're over 18 to watch this video. Yep. I don't remember what it was. Oh, uh, there was quite a few of them I remember. I'm yes. praying it's not the time that my friend's little brother showed us two girls, one cup. No. Nah. <clears throat> no, it's, it, it was probably just something stupid like maybe Happy Tree Friends or watching something from Mondo Entertainment. And you know those ones were those ones I always really enjoyed. I always loved Batman, Spider Man, Batman, Spider Man. Wait, Happy Tree Friends wasn't for children. I wasn't supposed to show that to Stacy's daughter. No. Oops. Probably weren't supposed to show that to Stacy's mom either. Yeah, but you know she enjoyed it. I mean, she hated. She didn't want to watch the Muppets, and she was like three. Yeah. She loved Charlie Unicorn. I had to watch that like five times for her. Charlie Unicorn, I think, was one of those ones that was age-gated, too. But the, the point of the thing is, it's like with iTunes. There we go. We'll compare it to that. Mm -hmm. Not that iTunes is perfect, but um, for this podcast, I had to click say there's explicit content because I curse sometimes. Yep. And you know what? I I could try and censor myself, but in the moment, sometimes I curse. And that's just what happens. And that's all you have to do. Make the creators choose explicit. And then you fix the flagging system so if someone actually is you know, says it's not it's not explicit and there's actual explicit content and you have it laid out what the explicit content means, it doesn't mean that you don't like the word poopy or moist. It means someone says fuck shit, cunt, tits, whatever they say. You know, I'm just trying to make sure this podcast can't be aired on YouTube apparently. Moist. <laughs> but you fit, you have someone check it out like, okay, this, this, is, this is something that's founded. Okay, you're out of here. Ban you, ban your IP from uploading videos. Done. It's one of the big things that irks me is when rules are set up. There's guidelines. There's rules. Here's the terms of service. Someone doesn't break the. Someone breaks those rules, and then instead of punishing them based on the previous guidelines, mm -hmm. you make all new rules that are even stricter. Yep. Instead of just punishing the one percent or five percent who broke that main rule. Yep. And uh, you know, and here's the thing. I, I hold a lot of the same views that Jax does, um, but for me, I'm just kind of sitting back and watching to see where this goes. I have a lot of favorite channels that I have on YouTube, and a lot of them have more explicit content. And I'm waiting to see how they're going to get, you know, if they're going to, you know, migrate to a new service. So I'm, I'm interested in seeing what this new service that's going to take over YouTube, if YouTube doesn't, you know, back out of this pretty soon. Are we going to end up with instead of one YouTube, we have a we have a bunch of different channels that yeah. you go to a bunch of different websites, and then you know, it's less convenient, and who knows what that's going to do to the people? Are we going to go to more like a Patreon base where you go, you pay a buck to go straight to your artists, and they didn't put whatever they want up? Yeah, oh, I would absolutely laugh if it actually ends up going to YouPorn because YouPorn YouPorn is already kind of been this weird thing for game leaks and videos for betas and stuff like that for a lot of the gaming community 
So, I mean, let's see what's going to happen. Yeah. We'll see. And, you know, if we hear more and we deem it worthy of uh, our time and attention or your time in this sense, we'll talk about it. Yep. Um, if you do want to get more details on this, though, I highly suggest going to check out the YouTube subreddit on Reddit, of course, um, as well as go to YouTube and look at your favorite artists' channels because I know quite a few of them, Philip DeFranco, uh, PewDiePie, um, Ill Will Press, the, the guy who does Swami the Squirrel. Those are three I've seen do videos already mm-hmm. um, that I haven't watched yet, but they've done videos on this rate, and they're the creators. They're the ones who are being hit by this. They're the ones that are going to give you much better information than we are. Oh, especially the Ill Will, especially for Ill Will Press, because... Animators are already getting hit really hard with what how uh, YouTube changed their monetization just about a year or two ago on how it, it went from by I think it went from views to time viewed on the videos and it's just because for it's more profitable for I think it's more profitable for a short video than a long yeah, video exactly because um, isn't that why the Rooster Teeth animated ones are so are so short and far between because they don't get money off them no and we i know we just complained a lot about how this is all about money but we're talking about a big corporation versus some guys that are just trying to make a living exactly and you know they're they're the ones it's like you're the ones in there doing the shit work while this person they're, over here they're, is they're just managing the, yeah they're creating the content that's making these that's making this corporation money and the corporation is going no we're going to keep all our money we, we're not going to pay you for that content like you should be. Now, I'm not saying all content should be paid for. No. Because, you know, sometimes that content is stolen. And if which, it's stolen, put your foot down. Yeah. And here's what would make a great thing. If YouTube is noticing that, if YouTube or Hell, if uh, media corporations like uh, Viacom or the WWE or someone is noticing that a lot of their stuff is being pirated on YouTube and... Yep. Um, people are doing different tricks to like get around the filters yep. you know what those companies uh on wwe just kind of know aj here has watched some videos where i've noticed them doing those tricks oh no that that's yeah kind of i mean there's a guy who does a video series called botch mania yeah where he just goes through different you know videos and and shows the botches the current botches some of the worst botches in the wrestling world it, but in order to you know get get by without getting content id'd he has a little bit of a uh, um, AV trick. I've seen people add frames. I've seen them change the speed or change the pitch or do other little things. Yep. And you know what? Some things like the video he was just talking about, I don't look for that as that as, so, as pirating as much as just, I'm a fan. I want to talk about this. I'm drawing attention to it. Same yep. way a lot of other movie reviewers like the Nostalgia Critic, um, whoever I mentioned, how he would do reviews and had all these things. Yep. Um, he's bringing attention to it, which is giving you free publicity, might I add. But the point I was thinking is that say WWE knows is like a lot of their full matches unaltered, just we're just going to show it here or a full episode of Family Guy because that used to be an issue. Yep. You know what? Make a deal with YouTube. We're going to put our videos up on here. We're going to, you know, and for YouTube web subscribers, it's only, you know, you, it will be included with your subscription or you pay an extra dollar a month and we include Fox certain shows or something. Yeah. Um, you know, Things from the Fox channel or something like that. Right. Ooh, Halloween store. Sorry. Shiny. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's just basically an idea there. So, I mean, there's things you can do. You just have to kind of open your mind, get away from the, the... possibilities. Get away from the traditional business model because it's not the same. 
Stop thinking everything has to be like TV. You know what? If and stop. Oh, stop making everything so it has to be lowest common denominator. I know the theory is the more ages this is and this is accessible to, the more money. The, but, the wider the audience, the more money. Yeah, which there's actually a really good um, guy I found who does good bad flicks on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Again, I'll have him linked in the, in the description on the blog post. Um, but he did a video where he talked about what happened to the PG-13 rating because things got... They, they were looking for a wider audience. And then the quality suffered. And so now you're losing on on things. Um, think about that movie Prom Night that came out a few years ago with mm -hmm. Britney Snow. It was a PG-13 horror movie. Mm -hmm. It was okay. It wasn't that memorable. It didn't really stand out. It gave off the impression that I was watching something on, say, the USA Network, you know, one night it was, that was edited. Yeah. Um, so you, and you know what? Make something for that target audience. The South Park creators did. They know they're offending a shit ton of people, but they have such a strong audience who likes that that they're still able to keep being those creators. Yep. You know, you have to open your eyes. You can't... So, sometimes the best way to make more money is to not be so general uh, generalized. Sometimes the best way to make more money is to find your target audience. Yes. And then exploit the hell out of them. Yeah. Anyway. So this is our thoughts. Again, your mileage may vary. And if... You know, you have a comment about this, you want to discuss it more, check out the blog post at nonoms.net and we're going to head on over back to present day Jax and uh, see what she's talking about. Bye. Bye-bye. Hey there, Saturday morning pajamas. This is Whiskey TK. Jacob. <laughs> Cody. And it's your boy, JT. It's your boy. We are Black Market Cheese. Did you die? Yeah, you do a segue, right? You got me. Settlers of Catan is different every time you play it. <laughs> So, it's the most outrageous thing I've so ever seen. Insert coin to continue. Check us out on YouTube, iTunes, and Google Play. And you can also contact us at credit number two continue on Twitter. And we're out! Alright, Jackson the Present here, and I just wanted to add a little bit on to that bit about YouTube. Basically, it's been a few days since we reported, and I found out a little bit more information. Uh, main thing, Main points are... No, no one's videos are being taken down at this time. Um, they People are losing their monetization, which if you make your living solely on YouTube, that is a concern. Um, and that's something you should be careful of. Um, this is a lesson. We should always read the terms and conditions. <sighs> Which we we'll thought we would have learned from the South Park episode with this human centipede. But, you know, it can't read. Um, but yes, yeah, so that is something that's going on. Definitely be, keep your ear out to your favorite YouTubers because, again, if things go amiss, they will be the ones to tell you. Um, as well, there is a great YouTube subreddit on Reddit, shockingly, um, and that's where you can get a lot of information as well. Um, so enough being all topical. Let's now talk a bit to our guest, Jordan, here. Hello. So, Jordan, I understand we're going to listen to a clip of one of a song that you covered today. Yes, yes, it's a cover. But I do do originals as well. But I figure, you know what, why not share Just something, something simple. We're not special enough to get the original today, but, we get, <laughs> but, we, but we're going to get one soon, right? Yes, of course. Yes. Yeah. So what song did we say we're going uh, to sing? I believe I covered uh, Somebody I Used to Know by Gautier. Okay. 
Well, let's go ahead and head into that clip. Check it out. Make out like it never happened and then we were nothing And I don't even need your love Treat me like a stranger and I feel so right No, didn't even have to stoop so low Have your friends collect your records and then change your number I guess I don't need that though Now you're just somebody that I used to know Somebody Great cover, Jordan. Really good. Um, so, thank you, thank you. So now if someone wants to find more information about you, where can they go? What can they do? Um, the best way I would say is my site, uh, website, which is uh, jordanwaters.net. It's just Creative. how the name is sound. I know. And uh, it's actually being revamped and everything, but it's still up and live now. Um, it'll change in about a week or so, so keep a lookout for that. Um, but yeah, that's probably the best way to find my social medias or my upcoming shows, uh, YouTube videos, all that. All right, awesome. Well, that's all the time we have for this week's Saturday Morning Pajamas, so I want to thank Jordan once again for being here. Thank you. Uh, I want to give a big shout-out to all my listeners on TuneIn, iTunes, the Podbean Player, Google Play Music, Stitcher, and every other type of player that my podcast happens to be on that I've linked up somehow and I've forgotten. You are all important. Please, thank you so much for listening. Um, I do want to remind all my listeners that uh, when you're done listening to me and listening to my friends that I've played promotions for, Go check out Audible, audibletrial.com slash SMP, three 30-day trial to Audible. You get a free audio book in that time, and, um, if you, and you get discounts on other books during that free month as well. If you choose to cancel, you keep your free book whenever you've purchased. It's still yours. The player, the app still works, everything. And if you continue, you pay, I think, $15 a month is where they start about for plans, and you get another free audiobook every month. So I won't really call it free. Basically, you're paying that monthly fee to get a book for a book but then you get other books for a discount throughout that time so it really is great and it's something else to listen to when you're not listening to me not listening to my friends that we heard promotions for not listening to jordan here <laughs> um but more information more information can be found at nonoms.net um i also want to ask everyone to you know if you think this podcast is decent if you want to see it succeed if you think we need to get better and you want to help support us Check out our tip jar at nonoms.net. Think about becoming a patron or a Patreon. Whatever suits you, every dollar helps, and we truly appreciate it. Um, I believe that's all my little jingle jingle bits and bobs things that I have to say. So thank you for tuning in to Saturday Morning Pajamas, and I will see you next Saturday. Bye. Bye, guys.